Listen, I don't have much time, but do you feel like you're going out of your gourd? Are you, do you have the cabin fever? Have you run out of Netflix to watch? If, has the thought occurred, hey, you know what? I can make funny stuff. I've been watching TikTok. I've been watching all the social networks and seeing what kind of creativity is coming out. I could create that. Hey, you know what? I wish they made a podcast about this. Well, you know what? You can make your own podcast. Go to anchor.fm. Go to it, please, right now. Make your own podcast. It's the lazy person's way to make stuff. You can make little segments. Uh, you could put music on there, found sounds, babies laughing, neighbors throwing frisbees, uh, uh, your friends playing guitar. Ah, it's so good. Anchor.fm. Please get this and find me. Inspirato Projecto. Let's be friends. Okay? Anchor.fm. talking to you right now, the person who has decided to tune into this podcast, the very first person, welcome. What brought you here? Was it curiosity? Intrigue? Did it seem like something that would resonate with you? Perhaps you'd find information that reflects your highest joys, passions, imagination, cooperation, reciprocation, precipitation, collaboration. Ensemble, teamwork, yes and, synchronicity, Deja vu, Usu, astral projection, UFO, quantum mechanical, multidimensional, parallel universe, <laughs> force, you, higher mind, source. Does any of that have anything to do with why you tuned in right now? How did you find this? Was it a podcast app? Did someone record this on a cassette tape and pass it on to you? Did Spotify just simply hook you up with it somehow? Because it thinks that it's similar to Maybe another podcast you listen to? Does this sound like another podcast you listen to? If so, what is that podcast? What is it you like about that podcast that reminds this podcast of that podcast? Do you sense truth? Do you sense a curiosity in finding more and more ways to connect with the universe at large do you have a lot of wandering ponderings when you consider your relation to the stars have you read the Celestine prophecy have you read the alchemist Have you read The Untethered Soul? Have you read any Dolores Cannon books? See, I like when I hear horns honk in the distance when I'm saying particularly high-vibrating consciousness-related information. As those noises occur out there in the universe, they are merely high-fives. Yep, there was another sound. And exclamation points. Two particular points, I exclaim. <laughs> I palindrome, I, I palindrome, I, I palindrome, I, I palindrome, I. 
And I am a snakehead eating the head of the opposite side. I palindrome. I brum, brum, brum. <coughs> Don't mind me. I got back from Keichung and immediately went to work on just inspiring projects. We're setting up a screening for Bloody Bobby for November 4th at Sunspace. If you'd like to see that, Bob, Bloody Bobby's a horror film I worked on. And we're in the process of getting ready for the distribution. What do you look for in a podcast? Do you like to listen to people debate? Do you like to listen to people argue? Do you like to listen to people compete? Do you like to listen to people put each other down? Do you like to listen to... People be uh, wise-ass, smart-aleck, jerk-faces, grumpy, Debbie Downer, sore Sally, etc., etc., etc. Is that what you like hearing? Maybe you like hearing words of wisdom, let it be. Maybe you like to hear about certain information that helps amplify your highest joys and excitements. Tuning it in, tuning it in, equalizing it. Seeds of imagination, fish from the stream of consciousness, brainstorms from the train of thought, etc., and so forth. Listening to Inspirato Projecto, by the way, if I haven't said it yet, I know the podcast title says it. Sometimes my my sponsors want me to make the audience realize that they're listening to Inspirato Projecto. Just today, I had K Chung Radio on sixteen thirty a.m. You're more than listening. Uh, welcome to listen to the archives. I believe there's a search. On there, on kchungradio.org. You can also go to mixcloud.com slash projecto And I, I've been uploading kchung episodes on there. What's cool is I got the RSS feed linked into it from Anchor. And so every time it posts to Anchor, it posts on there. There are a bunch of sites. I'm so excited that this podcast is on so many sites. And... The thing is, is that the information that I'm passing on to people is the information that most highly excites me. The conundrums, the excitements, the wonderments, the what-ifs, the fairy tales, the magicality of existence. Finding the fun ways to navigate through all of this crazy razzmatazz. And learning how to define and redefine And be okay with ticking on the helm of authority figure as to how our reality experiences unfold. How the blueprints will be made. What gifts we shall leave for our past selves. It's the wake that we leave behind the boat. As our boat moves, we're leaving a wake a spirit, a vibe. I get kind of that image in Donnie Darko when his his belly, when his... You see that, like, sort of like, it looked like that creature kind of from the abyss. And it goes... And it's like a jelly... clear jelly kind of atmosphere creature. Energy goes to the refrigerator. It's intriguing. I'd really like to know what what led you to this moment in time here. Were you led to it through other podcasts you listened to? Maybe you heard me sing a theme song for someone. The listeners now to this 
to this podcast, uh, we've been contributing fun stuff to each other's podcasts, so I love it. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. Northside Radio invited me to submit them some of my, like, uh, promo so they can promote me on their podcast. I think that's awesome. That's so cool that people are finding commonalities and, and, and teamwork with one another and promoting each other. Ooh, I just heard something. Guess what I just heard? I just heard the uh, ozonator cease functioning. So you're going to hear me drink some (coughs) some ozonated water. Oh, by the way, I'll be going to Ryan's, Ryan McGonigal, the creator of Bloody Bobby and Black Pumpkin. I'll be going with him to his house to do more Alex stuff. So that'll be fun. I'll be sleeping over there, brainstorming through the night, going through footage, and, uh, then going going swimming the next day. I haven't been swimming in a pool in a while. I'm gonna bring uh, Jeremy's GoPro with me to record under the waters. Under the waters. Under the waters. Folks, if any of you are in San Diego, by the way, and you happen to like Yacht Rock, there's a big Yacht Rock sensation that's sweeping the nation right now. Some of the forerunners right now of that, I would say the top forerunners of this of this extraordinary situation here concerning uh, Yacht Rock is Yachtly Crew, the Titans of Soft Rock, August 11th, House of Blues in San Diego. <coughs> <coughs> House of Blues, San Diego. Check it out. Check it out. We will be there singing the love songs. Look at that. August 11th. 811. 11 is a magic number. 8, of course, is infinity. Too much, man. Too much. Too much. Oh, good. Okay, it looks like the uh, so the uh, episode here is called Bacon Cartwright because that's the name of the dog. We've decided to name the episode after Bacon, and uh, it's ready to rock. I'm now uploading this to Mixcloud.com/slash/inspirado/projecto. You'll find this episode. There. Oh, I see. Oops, I hit I hit send before it was done uploading. So it's got uh, less than a minute remaining. Less than one min in the chamber. One min in the chamber. One min in the chamber. One many one men in the chamber. Less than. If that were a math equation, that would definitely be the less than symbol. I would say. In my professional opinion. But that's just my professional opinion. That's me. You know, that's me. That's, you know, that's just me. Wowzers. It's interesting. 
Interesting. See more folks like wow, 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 wow. Thirty-seven. Wow. <coughs> <coughs> Wowzers! Wowzers! McFinkelstein. Whoa! Some of these already have one hundred and sixteen listens. Wow! Wow! One hundred and nineteen. Our first two episodes they have one hundred and sixteen, one hundred and nineteen. Then it goes down to sixties. Wow! Amazing. It's crazy. Wow. I love it. What in the hellfire? I mean, what in the hell, in the hell, in the hell, 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 hellfire. What in the hellfire? Come back later. We'll have more. We'll have more shenanigans waiting for you. Hey, Chad here from the Concave Hardcore Skating Podcast. I just want to thank you again for making that theme song for us. We'll definitely be using that on a future episode. I really appreciate it. It was so cool of you. Oh, hey, 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 dude, who are you? You can't just walk in here and grip on my junk, dude. Hey, it's okay. I'm with the TSA. Yeah, man. (laughs) Don't sweat it, buddy. I'm with the TSA. You're with the TSA? Yeah, man, yeah! I'm with the TSA! Don't sweat it, man! Let's do this thing! Yeah! Whoa, sorry, dude. I didn't know it was official business. Go for it. All right, man! That's the way to be! Yeah, TSA all the way! Yeah! Note to self. Think about playing... These games that I'm sent from Emily, uh, you know, because I got to do these reviews. Do the reviews, and also, once I play it, then do a Twitch kind of streaming. Figure, you know, figure that out, and I can each time I do one of those video games, bam, I do it on Twitch. So that that could be fun. I could I could promote it on the podcast here on the webs on uh, K Chung on Facebook etc etc etc. I could say whoever wants to check this out on Twitch you can and and there you go. Now also I noticed something in here called premieres and you can it says here upload your video schedule premiere and get the word out watch with your community so this could actually be a fun way of getting uh, getting getting interest in particular things maybe like for instance I'm thinking about Max Neptune Maybe each year on a certain time. Maybe it's the the anniversary of the premiere. People all, we all watch Max Neptune together. That could be fun. We could even do it with Bloody Bobby, with Black Pumpkin, any of these things. So... That's something I'd like to explore. Note to self, learn some Mr. Rogers songs that I can sing for a sound check before Yachtly Crew shows. So, I just met a new uh, talented musician. He's out here from Gary, Indiana. And I want to share his uh, story with you and also any links or anything to um, connect with him. Because I think anybody who is new to moving to a brand new area, you all know what it's like to try to get your bearings and 
start covering your path like a Lewis and Clark or like a Marco Polo, one of those people who's just exploring and trying to find their new way around there. So, um, so what's your name? Hezekiah Hill. And so you came from uh, Gary, Indiana? Yes, sir. What, what brought you out here? What kind of magnetized you out here? Um, music and um, just everybody's mindset out here is, is the same. We love music and we just want to get to business and we're just tired of talking about it. And we actually want to put it into action. Now, what, what were some of the elements that, um, you know, because we all have the, we, we, when we follow the calling, we just kind of, we know what those little roots, those little seeds are. What were some of the, like, seeds or um, words of encouragement or anything that might ex uh, inspire you to move out here? Mm. Uh, one would have to be Michael Jackson, uh, being from my city and just watching the the um the people love him and and he's not even here anymore and just the way he touched the world with his music and just I just love music and I just really couldn't see myself doing nothing else so that really inspires me and just California is just beautiful a place to be so those three things in itself is like very inspiring yeah, and motivating. Can we sit over here because these yeah, are reserved for like old people and stuff. Just so, just in case anybody hop on here. Now, um, all right. So, what what kind of uh, what instruments do you do you like to play the most? I play drums, keyboard, piano, organ, bass, guitar. Um, I play everything except strings and well, actual guitar and uh, horns. Everything wow, else. that's incredible. So you're you're a one man band. Yeah. So have you have you used any apps like GarageBand before? Yeah, I work at a Logic. I work at a Reasons. Um, I'm working on a Pro Tools. I can record vocals. Uh, I'm working out of. Um, I started on GarageBand, but like went on to Logic because I like it more. I like the sounds. I like uh, how it works. Things of that nature. How the vocal sound. So the cool thing is that you actually have elements. You actually have tools that you that are right there. Mm -hmm. for you to be able to utilize them. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now it's just perfecting them. Like, every day I work on my craft, every day. I wake up every day. Like, right now it's 4 in the morning. I was just in the studio from 8 p.m. to 4.47, and now I'm going home, and then I have to wake up for class at 11 a.m. So it's it's a grind. It must feel pretty satisfying knowing what you did, though. Yeah, most definitely. And it's going to pay off in the future, and it's feeling good right now, so... And that's great too because let's say even if you only get a couple hours of sleep, what are you going to be dreaming about? Music and and, and what's going to happen in the future and and how I put in all this work and how it's going to pay off and just this interview right here and me meeting you it's just I'm thinking about all of that and just because you didn't have to interview me you know what I'm saying so this is just the first of many is yeah. how, how I yeah, look at yeah. it yeah so right here is sort of like. Um, I mean, how cool is that? You just arrived, and all of a sudden you're on a podcast. Yeah, it feels good. It feels like I'm working hard, and I'm going to continue to work hard, and hopefully I get more interviews. Big now, now, what? Um, I, uh, I'm thinking that through the years you have sort of evolved through different equipment. Um, did, you, did you ever use, like, just cassette tapes, any of that kind of stuff? Uh, it was a point where I didn't produce at all. I, played, I started in church. I played drums, and everything was acoustic. And then, like, I started hearing everything, like, smashed into one. And then that's when I knew that, like, I had an ear of a producer. And not just to play one instrument, but to actually make songs. And then, like, I started to hear melodies. So I started to write songs, and it was just, it was fun. And it was just, like, it went on. And I know it's still going to go on farther, but... I love it. I just love it. It's neat, isn't it? How all of a sudden it'll, you'll just start with a little melody yeah. in your brain, you know, and then you just start gibber, you know, some gibberish words, you know, and then you're like, ooh, ooh, and then you come up with a sentence. You're like, all right, cool. We got yeah. some momentum here. Yeah. Next thing you know, it starts growing more and more Next into a thing song. You know, it's a whole song, and then after that, you work hard and get a Grammy. <laughs> now, do you do? Because um, it sounds to me like you're getting just with the different uh, instruments that you play and that you have knowledge of. As you get a melody, do you start? Uh, I'm almost imagining almost like a like in a video game where it might go through different characters. So you're kind of going, oh, I can imagine that melody as a as a violin, or zoop, zoop, zoop. oh, I can imagine that as a as a as an organ, or zoop, zoop, zoop. oh, I can imagine that as an oboe. You know, they, those kinds of. Uh, and then it depends on like uh, a lot of times when I make beats, 
my beats are sounding the way that I'm feeling at the moment. So if I'm excited, it's probably gonna be like horns. It's probably gonna be like high pitch organ. But if I'm like in a like you know what I'm saying like not the happiest person at the moment, probably get some e piano and do like some R and B chords, and then put like some uh, like some bells over it, and like it's all it's all about feel, and that's how that's how it should be. Like music is about feel. Like when you when you feel in a certain way, music sets the mood. Like even when you at a wedding, even when you at a funeral, even when you anywhere, music sets the mood, and it's and it's all about feel. So yeah. So when you moved out here, so you were saying that you just got done recording. Yeah. How, so is this someone you moved out here with, like someone, like like a uh, uh, maybe someone that you went to school with or something, or is this someone that you met out here? How did you end up? This is somebody that I interned with right now, and this is actually something that I do want to get on tape. I'm not, I'm 21 years old right now, and I just left um, Lamar Edwards Studio, which is a person who who's produced for Chris Brown. He's produced for uh, Faith Evans. He's produced for. Um, Kanye West, a lot of a lot of big names, and I was just there. So hopefully, years to come, that I'll still be working with big names, but on my own. You know what I'm saying? But I appreciate Lamar Edwards. How did, how did you meet? How did you come across? How did you cross paths? Um, I was at a, a free show, and DJ Khaled was on stage. And Lamar Edwards was on, on the piano, and Los was on the drums, who just died. Rest in peace, Los. And Mars is just, I looked at him, and I was like, he's literally living my dream life. Like, he's literally living my dream everything. Like, I see myself doing it. And I, I went up to him after the show, introduced myself, and we started to get a, a relationship, followed each other on social media. And he talked about him doing an a internship. I sent him my application and I got accepted. And it was so you're interning there yeah, with him. Yeah. And you're getting to work with the guy. Yeah. Did you ever think that this no. moment would be happening as fast as it is? I thought that I will always I've always dreamed big. Like I've always dreamed like like huge, but my mind only would think that I would be the best in Gary never like the best in the world and now my my man says like bro you could be whatever you want to be you want to be the best in the world you want to be the best in china wherever you could do it if you put your mind to it so well and it's cool too because it sounds to me like you had um become a big fish in a small pond out there and it was time to go to, to the ocean so to speak um and you 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 brought that momentum with you when you came out here and i and i just have this theory that it's because you had those vibes shooting out of your core that you magnetize these interesting circumstances into your life. Yes, sir. It's all a mental thing. It's all a mental thing. I'll tell anybody, like, it's, a, it's about your mental state and your work ethic. If, if both of those two are, are not on, on point, then you're not going to get that far. And that's not to discourage anybody. It's just, it's just facts. It's just facts. Well, it's great, too, is that, uh, you know, when you have a go-getter mindset where you're going, okay, I'm carving this path, and rather than this kind of mindset of going, oh, someone's going to discover me, when it comes from that just thing of going, I'm doing this thing, mm -hmm. it's interesting because the people following into what you're doing is just a byproduct. You end up finding out that that's just a secondary thing. And, um, you know, a lot of times we hear... Oh, it's so difficult to, to do this thing. Oh, you know, what are the statistics? What are the odds? Oh, it's such an uphill battle. Oh, you got to step on everyone to get to the thing. So, so many times we hear this kind of formula, this weird blueprint, this formula, that other people are just simply recycling because they heard someone else say it. And the funny thing is, when you go down the line and you realize none of those people actually had guts to actually try it themselves. They just passed on information and information. And when you find that when you actually just go, uh, what if I do it my own way? And let's just see what happens when I just go, oh, I hear the call. I hear the call of something over here. Let me just walk in this direction. And then you end up finding the freaking, you know, the unicorns and the freaking mermaids and that, right? You never would have accepted, expected it to be there. When I was in uh, the seventh grade, 
My favorite song was Whatever You Like by T.I. He's a rapper. When I told people I was moving out of Gary to California, people told me that California was evil and to never move there, stay where I was at, all my family's there. I have no family here. I live here by myself. I'm on my own doing this music thing. Right now, I work with the person who made my favorite song in the seventh grade. And if I would have never moved, that would have never happened. Don't listen to people your whole life. Live your life. Learn on your own. You got time. You know what I'm saying? This moment in time, you see what's so cool is, it's like this this, uh, spiritual high five. So you have that younger self thinking back to this song of when he heard it and probably, you know, and visualizing himself doing this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So you got that little guy from way back then going, I want to do this. And now we got this dude, the future version of him, going, hey, we're doing it. Yeah. And now you're going, hey, I'm working with that guy that you totally wanted to possibly one day work with. Right. And now it's like this moment has woven together. The reality exactly. is actually truly set in. You've stepped into that reality. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like, it's almost like that. It's it's hard to even explain. And, and then I'm a I'm a very religious person, so I know it's all, I know it's all God. So I want to thank Him too. But it's just like really learn things on your own. Like if you if you feel something within your spirit, think about it logically, and then plan, and then execute the plan. Don't sit on a plan, execute the plan, because the worst that'll happen is the plan don't work and you're back at square one and you'll learn something from that mistake or you'll get farther than you were in the first place. Just executing that plan that you're that you're imagining or going for that dream. And it also sounds like there's an extra element too that's included in there is that um the surprise circumstances, the serendipities, the interesting moments where you would never expect it to just pop up out of nowhere. Right. Those moments where uh, it becomes, it fulfills your dream and and it, it extends beyond it, you know? And because you opened up your arms to it and went, all right, I'm ready for the crazy stuff to just pop up out of nowhere. Right. Uh, I'm open to that. And when you do that, then it's like, oh, cool. Now there are some open arms there. You know, yeah. now it's like, okay, that, that guy... That guy is someone who's ready for this kind of crazy thing. He could handle this kind of uh, unexpected circumstance. That's true. And when I first came out here, like, a lot of things that I've been introduced to now, and it's crazy because it all happened so fast, but the opportunities that I had, like, when I, like, very, very first moved out here, I've been out here for about five months. Oh, cool. So, like, they wasn't the best, and I learned that I had more maturing to do, I learned that I, I needed more knowledge because I, I came out here thinking that I knew a lot, knew knew everything, and that's not the right that's not the right spirit to have. You should have no matter how knowledge how much knowledge you get, no matter how old you get, you should stay a student to life, always, always, because it's always something new to learn. It's all you're gonna meet somebody that don't that know way more than you, or you know way more than them. So you're learning as well as teaching. So that's. Just stay open to everything. Don't never think that you've mastered everything. You're perfect or nothing because it's always something left to learn. Always. Well, it's interesting, too, because um, the extra thing that I've noticed is there's that explore, is that, uh, that explorative nature, too, that following that curiosity, going, ooh, what's around this corner? Ooh, what's behind there? We're getting off right here. Okay, hey, man. But nice where, meeting Where can anybody find you? Kaida Artists. Okay, cool. Appreciate you, man. All right. Take care, man. Oh, I'm Kurt. Kurt? Yeah. All right, well, there we go. So we, uh, Kaya the Artist. I should have asked him how to spell that. It could be K-A-Y-A the Artist. It could be uh, K-Y-A. could be K-I-Y-A. Kaya the Artist. You never know who you're going to pop up, who's going to pop up, who you're going to be able to talk to, who reflects these uh, highest excitements and joys. It's, uh, wow, it's just cool. It's really, it's really fun to see these new people arrive here and figure out their ways, their methods of digging into uh, 
this brand new location. There are a lot of myths, a lot of uh, formulas floating around out there. And it's cool, we just met an, uh, a young fellow who is carving his brand new path. Wow, this is very exciting. We shall undoubtedly come across more folks in the near future. Stay tuned for that. Don't have time for a movie right now. We are an idea for uh, a movie where a guy is in his dream and he's trying to send a text to himself, to his waking self, so his waking self receives it before, before he comes out of the dream. That maybe he'll be able to help himself in some fashion. Wait, hold on. You say there's at least one suicide a week? One suicide a week at Disneyland Resort. How do you how do you hear about this? How do you know about it? I used don't... to have a client that was the top that was in the park. And so she would tell me about all this stuff and how much they do to keep things out of the public. So the house. cops know about all this stuff? That people just commit suicide there because they want to commit suicide at the happiest place on earth? Exactly. What are some of the most common rides or places that they'll you know, kill most themselves? Most of it's in the hotel, like they'll hang themselves in the hotel, but they want to die. And, and they're actually, um, the, killing yourself in the park is more secure than, because they, they really don't want that, because they can't keep that out of the public eye, but they could keep the hotel stuff. Oh my God. Yeah. So a lot of stuff we don't hear about. So like if there was, um, like when the House of Blues was really popular, at um, downtown Disney, if there was like a huge fight, they would completely shut it down and like it would never even reach like the newspaper. Interesting. And the real creepy thing is so if someone gets hurt in the park, Disney literally has like a Rolodex of like 300 lawyers plus and they just have tears. So if you like break your leg, you can only max out at like this amount. If you like lose a loved one, they'll only pay this amount. And they have so much lawyers, they, they could just lock you up for years. So you're forced to take, you know, and they just have it mapped out. Like, if okay, if you like lose a limb or a loved one, it's this. If, it, if you like lose a finger, oh, it's only this. How'd you hear about this? That, again, that was all uh, Disney employees. Whoa. Can you imagine them like having to carry around these secrets each day of their life? I don't think they try to. I, don't, I really don't think they try to like like keep the secret. I think Disney has people that try to keep the secrets, like employees that um, that's their job. But if someone's like just you know a hostess, like at the hotel or something, you know, they're not under any gag order or anything. How often do you go to Disneyland? Not as much as I used to. Do you two go to Disneyland? You have Disney Pass? Nerd. When was the last time you went? June. Millions of people want to know. So you went in there in June. What was the first ride you went on? Indiana Jones. Ooh, did you close your eyes or keep them wide open? What do you think? You kept them wide open. Of course. Did you sit in the back where it spun around the corners? Up front. That's the only... Oh, uh, up in front? Yeah. See, when it goes around the corners, if you sit in the back, you get to wipe out around the corners. Do you not engage in certain activities? I prefer to be present for them. I do. So, do, do you wear uh, do you wear any uh, you know explorative clothing while you ride it? There you go. It's like Laura Croft clothing. When was the last time you went to uh, Disneyland? It's been a year. I'm not quite sure. It's been a year. I've been bejazzled, and I'm Laura Croft. Bejazzled. Bejazzled Laura Croft. Coming to a store near you. So what? What's like a Marvel uh? Not hero right there. What's the? It depends on what's in her utility belt. Oh, you're on a podcast. You're in a podcast. Do you have any passions or talents you want to tell the world about? <laughs> <laughs> I actually Drive carefully or carelessly, your choice. <laughs> so when was the last time you went to Disneyland? I came here on a train. I did come here on a train. I did come here on a train. Yeah. Yeah. Tori so, transferred your table to me, so if you need cocktails or anything. Oh, so you're the infamous Jen we've heard so much I about. Am, I am. So, um, she can't talk. Stop talking about how cool you are. So it's great that you're here now. You know what? I'm not surprised at all. Yeah. She's a sweet girl. Um, if I'm not here, I, I'll probably be there or there. Or, you'll see me. Okay. Thank you. <laughs>
It's real. She exists. Or when was the last time you went to Disney Disneyland? Oh, it, it, it's been a year. I only go like maybe once a year, mm-hmm. if that. What do you like to ride on the most? Teacup riders had just the obvious question. I'll, I'll, it, it's pirates, because you know that's that's the classic pirates. Yeah. Have they since the since the movies have come out? Have, do they try to dress them up to look like the people in the movies? They've done it. They, they, they've done that. They've um, someone needs Jack to go to Disneyland. How many Johnny Depp's are out there hiding? <laughs> they're supposed to be fifteen or sixteen within the ride. There's also Dif- a couple Kirk Clinton and yeah, um, yeah there they are. Pirates. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Griffin in his various years of existence. Hiding, hiding behind trees, watching people. When you have annual passes, you start like going um, or avoiding certain days. And oh, remember when we went with Sid and Steve? So Sid and Steve is um, some guys I met in Hollywood that were like film funders, and they're like a gay couple. And so they take us to like media day. Yeah. But it was also another kind of day. It was also gay day. And I was, like, amazed that these two, this gay couple did not know there that there was, like, gay day. No, I'm pretty sure it's gay day. <laughs> Maybe pride day, but we call it gay day. <laughs> they, all, they all wore red. Hmm? They all wore red. Yeah, that's how they stand out. And so, like, if you, like, were... The story is that, like, a family... came from Wisconsin or something. And they all wore matching red T-shirts. To like, oh, that's, you know, Uncle Bob or whatever. So they show up, and it's gay day. So now they're wearing the same color t-shirts as these, you know, all these gay guys. So Disney was actually really cool about it and gave them t-shirts, Disney shirts, so they can match the family. I'm pretty sure they weren't red. <laughs> they won't let you dress up in other costume characters there. What um, What's your favorite ride there? Wasn't I just asking? What are some of them? Indiana Jones. Was some of the others? Is yeah. that the only one you just go on it over and over again? <laughs> Pretty much. Do you ever hop on the? Do you ever hop on the Alice in Wonderland? Occasionally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about that? There's a there's one with the water that you just fall down the thing. That would be Splash Mountain. Splash Mountain. It has some bears involved, doesn't it? No, oh, no, God. no. That's not the. One. No, no, ever not that famous. Splash Mountain. What's the what's the theme of Splash Mountain? Oh yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's the uh, it's the song. It's like the sh- movie that's outlawed, right? It's outlawed. It's an outlaw movie. Yeah. yeah. And what funny? Oh, Zippity Doodah. Zippity Doodah. So kids. Which is like their theme know. song, and nobody has any idea where it came from. <laughs> no one. And nobody ever sees Mickey Mouse in a movie. So like, why the hell is Mickey the mascot of this place? Uh-huh. He doesn't sing Zippity Doodah. It's I- quite ironic. Where is the Zippity Doodah coming from? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's so funny that they they honor a ride that they're embarrassed to talk about the movie of. I remember seeing Zippity Doodah like in the theaters when I was like a kid. It's different. Like, it's called that? Song of the South. <laughs> <laughs> when you're like three, I love it. I that's love what it. it's called. <laughs> I love it. Song of the South. Jungle Book was bare necessities till I was like 12. <laughs> I always called it Mowgli and his friends. What, uh, what's your... What, uh... What, uh, so how many times have you been on Indiana Jones ride? My life or in the last year? Well, let's just say, oh, okay, in the last year. <laughs> One visit. We'll just figure out the averages from that point forward. Fifteen? Fifteen times in the last year. One five. Fifteen, maybe? Now, how many times per visit do you go? Two to three. Or are you my doctor? So two, two or three in a row? <laughs> Take one of these vertigo yeah. pills and call me in the morning. <laughs> so you attempt, that doesn't mean you get on. Three in a day? Getting on rides at Disney is like speed dating. You make a lot of attempts, you don't get on every one. Well, you have a special pass. I would assume you don't get on every one. That's good. Holy cow. I didn't realize we just met a stand-up comedian. So, in all the Indiana Jones rides you've done... What's uh, what's your favorite moment? <laughs> Indiana Jones. Have they ever like uh, evolved it to any point? Do snakes, for instance, fall from the sky? You really need to go to Disneyland. <laughs> That's just the point you're making. You need to go to Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, have they incorporated monkeys on on uh, on vines? Right? Wasn't that in the last one with the crystal skulls? I never saw that one. My- I but like I heard they were in the trailers. Every time I go on, 
Mutt Jones? That was the son of Indiana Jones. Oh, Mutt that sounds Jones. like an old comic strip from the 1930s. <laughs> I am Mutt Jones. Where's my dog food? You never saw Crystal Skull? I haven't yet. You ever heard the term nuke the fridge? No, but I heard he he flies in a is. fridge. So, um, nuke the fridge is the term that replaced jump the shark. Really? Yeah, so nuke the fridge is because Indy hid in the fridge, nuke, uh, atomic blast, he survived because I heard about he was in that. the fridge. Um, and jump the shark was Fonzie jumping the shark, and that was the downfall of the That's show. Right. So right. there's nuke the fridge and jump the shark. I love it. We gotta have a scene now. We have to edit in a scene in Black Pumpkin where uh, Bobby Remember? throws a shark. Right? We, we did what we did for Devil. We had Jim Morrison jumping, uh, our John Morrison jumping hey, the our, shark. We have our inflatable shark. Oh, oh. All right. So when we get home, we're gonna make you wear the bloody Bobby costume. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna film you for YouTube jumping over the shark, and I'm just gonna send it to the producer. That's good. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. And you're like, listen, I talked to Kat, everything's cool, we've edited it into the movie. I found the perfect spot. Oh my god. Kat. After the credits roll, after Lawrence's thing, and then we do it goes to black and then this rolls. The colorist, I thought it was so cool because her name was Caitlin, and I kept calling her Kat for short because I don't want to type the extra letters. And, <laughs> and then she made a comment. She's, she's like, I don't go by nicknames. I'm Caitlin. He's like, and then he goes, LOL, yay cat, or something. Oh so, okay, cat, I'll remember that. Oh my god. <laughs> so, Oh my god, it was so funny. It was so funny. I don't use nicknames. No, that wasn't a Michael Scott response. That was a Packer response. <laughs> oh my gosh. Kurt Kurt have you ever met her before? I went, no. <laughs> yeah, I thought they had met, they had met each other. Oh my god. Chat. <laughs> so, do you ever dress up as Indiana Jones when you got the Indiana Jones right? <laughs> Not until you can say dress up without choking out will I answer that question. Dress up? Do I look like I don't dress up? For the Indiana Jones ride. I didn't have too many Cadillac margaritas. Okay, rides the Indiana Jones ride. There it is. Ladies and gentlemen, you found out the answer to all of your questions. Now, um, in addition to the teacup ride, what is your other favorite ride? You said the teacup ride? No, I said the teacup ride. <laughs> Let me guess, Roger Rabbit Land. That's not even a ride. <laughs> it's not a land. <laughs> There's a lot over there. They're all cartoons. Toontown, bitch. <laughs> exactly, there you go. Mr. Toad's Wild oh, Mr. Ride. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride is a good one. It is wild. You go to hell. I thought that was so cool. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. You go to hell and you die. <laughs> I always thought for just like one time I would love to have like Highway to Hell, like play like right when you burst through the door. Da-na-na. You can play it on your, You get one of those speakers that are really loud. It's a Bluetooth speaker for your phone and you, you just blast it. You can be. Well, because I'm imagining from your. You got your phone in there. Have you ever seen why you pointing down? Music generally comes from the top. Yeah, yeah. Like down, down. Why are you pointing down? I've been seeing these people carrying around speakers lately. I imagine one wearing them on their belt. We're doing really well. We're doing good. We'll probably get one small box and then the check. Thank you. That was important. That was important for the podcast. We want that. What was different? What was. What have you noticed uh, in the differences of uh, Space Mountain? It's quite changed. It's changed a lot since the years started. Oh, it goes all in left turns now. <laughs> left turns. Turn. Turn. <laughs> yeah, they redid it. Goes it goes all in left turns. <laughs> Maybe it became dyslexic, but it's yeah. all. <laughs> is Mr. Frog and his wild ride? Is that from a uh, movie? The Wind in the Willows. I haven't seen that one. And a book. I've heard of the book. It's the I didn't know they made a movie version. You know, when I was in elementary really? school, I made a Wind in the Willows um, film strip out of two toilet paper rolls and a long sheet of paper, and it was the whole, like, you, you turn the you toilet paper. You animated it? Or you, you draw the, the scenes. Yeah, and you could just let... So I made one for Wind in the Willows. Wind in the Willows was a theatrical awesome. release with another one. Do you know what the other one was? What? 
the Ichabod Crane. So it was with the Headless Horseman. So. Those, the two of them are released together? They're released the together. legend of Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't think that, that's Johnny Depp. I think the Disney. Oh, thank you. I know, it's Sleepy Hollow. I'm challenging you on that. Let's, let's, let's call Google. it now. <laughs> let's Google what, it. What, you want to call it Headless Horseman and she calls it uh, Sleepy Hollow? Well, no, I just called all the Disney movies by the title their best song. <laughs> I call that movie one of Washington Irving's best books. So it was uh, The Headless Horseman Needs a Head in one, until I was like 14. <laughs> Washington Irving, he did it, yeah. I'm right? I think it's like one of the Irvings, or one of the Washingtons. You want to change your answer? It was either one or the other, or both. Which Irving was it? You're the librarian, <laughs> or so they say. Like one. I, I, I'm no librarian. I only play one on television. Madam librarian. Oh, I'm the only one that saw Music Man. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? I was gonna memorize I saw the uh, Music Man. Big brass space in a big brass space. I was gonna memorize that whole thing. But you still want to Piccolo, Piccolo. No, I'm going to keep it. The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad is the name of the dual disc no, set. That's it. I the oh, individual that's right. movie look, look, is Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Yes, the individual oh. story is called The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. That's Johnny Depp. No, that's the that's the Tim Burton version. We're talking cartoons. So we're just going to call Wait, the, the Johnny Depp version is Sleepy Hollow. Ichabod Crane. We're going to call that one the cartoon Ichabod Crane. That's what it's called. Ichabod Crane and the being that throws flaming pumpkin heads. Right? That's the official title? What is... What are they called? Just the Headless Horseman, right? Yeah. Hmm? No, that's Johnny Depp with Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow. I know. Sleepless and Hollow. <laughs> Sleepless and Hollow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sleepless in Starring, Seattle. Starring uh, Meg Ryan. Sleepless in Seattle. Is it a love story or... Sleepy Hollow? No, no, no. Sleepless in Seattle. Is it a love story? Is it, is it a love story? I think so. And the original story was The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. I believe. Yeah, and then it turned into and then it turned into Sleepless in how Seattle. Can it be romantic? How can it be a romantic comedy when there's no romance between the two main characters? Oh. No, oh, you, then you don't understand. Oh, comedy. Romance. Is it a comedy? No, no, no. It's a comedy about longing. Oh my God, That's what it's about. If you don't long for the one you want, it is not romance. No, if there was like Sleepless in Seattle 2, then it would be a romance. <laughs> but it ends with them fucking looking at each other. <laughs> that was it. it ends with the fruition of their longing coming to a concrete That's state. Bullshit. It doesn't happen like that. This is why you're no, a husband it, and I'm longing. not wife. It's a movie about longing. I'm not saying it's not good. It had a great soundtrack. It had Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. The longing for another person that completes you. Rosie McDonald before everyone started hating her. <laughs> Rosie McDonald. <laughs> the sister of Michael McDonald. Yeah, Michael McDonald. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't Rosie have gray hair. Rosie McDonald. I'm sure there's a fat joke in there somewhere too. Somewhere. <laughs> a very soft rock joke. Somewhere. <laughs> Soft rock fat joke. <laughs> Rosie McDonald. Mc, McD squared. And I, I looked it up and that was um, the original release was Sleepy Hollow. But the theatrical was... Ichabod Crane and Mr. Toad. Oh. Ichabod Crane and the Headless Horseman. With a hip, hip, and a clip. He's out looking for a head to chop. That's, uh, that's which one? Mr. Toad? No, no, that's uh, Headless Ichabod Horseman. Crane. Yeah, he's like when um, the bad guy's trying to psych out Ichabod Crane. So he's like singing this headless horseman song to freak him out. That was terrifying. It was terrifying. I thought that was absolutely terrifying. And that's what it is. He's chased down. <laughs> wait, wait, wasn't in the 
Johnny Depp one. Didn't like the Headless Horseman like come out of a tree or something. Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah. Christopher tree. Walken was the Headless Horseman. That's right, and he had like fangs, like he had like sharp teeth. Because he was like the guy that would go around killing people. So mm-hmm. like even if it was like his ghost or something became the Headless Horseman. It would have been awesome if he would have done like more of a Christopher Walken impersonation. <laughs> I'm headless. I'm a horseman. I'm chasing you. And this is your gold watch. I held it up my ass for five years. I nearly died of dysentery. I thought I would give it to you and bequeath it upon you. He was like the choice of Han Solo when he turned it down. That's incredible. Never tell me the odds. 3PO. Never tell me the odds. I know. I'm going to fly through this asteroid field. I'm going to save a princess of the universe. Would have like changed the course of my life if he was on solo. And then Harrison Ford. That would have been awesome. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I won this gold watch in the gambling bet with Lando Calrissian. I held it up my ass five years, nearly died of dysentery. Then I sat in one of those robot bats, like uh, 3PO here. Movies that will people just run up and start. Yelling at Christopher Watkins about a watch up his ass, and it takes him a while to connect oh on like what. And then um, the other one is um, Bob. Romance. Oh wait, no, Bob Saget from Dirty Work, because he plays like a drug addict, and he's like in there, and he just for some reason is like one of his only popular lines is, "I suck dick for crack." So he'll be like on stage, and someone will just yell out, "You suck dick for crack." <laughs> It's so crazy how you, 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 you say that one, you know, I saw this funny thing on, it was like Instagram or Twitter or something, and it, and it was like, no matter how many times you tell your kid, say please and thank you, you say cocksucking motherfucker one time, and that kid remembers it for a lifetime, you know, you can't like get that out of their head, they won't say the please and thank you, but. The trick is, is if they say something that, and you laugh, because then it's all oh, over with, no. once you laugh. Um, so I took Griffin. So you got to turn your, turn your face yeah. away? When... So when I was a single dad, I didn't have anybody to go to the movies with me. I, I took Griffin to go see the fourth Die Hard movie, right? And um, she fell asleep. And um, I was telling her how much I liked the movie. And uh, she didn't even know it was like a, a, a sequel. So I let her watch Die Hard 1. And that's when she learned about Yippee-Ki-Yay, motherfucker. So she said it one time, and I just thought it was, like, the funniest thing coming from, like, a four-year-old. Oh, no. And so when she got excited at school, she would yell it out. like. Oh, my know. God. <laughs> so her little four-year-old brain is imagining, like, jumping yes. off this roof with the explosions behind her, with the, with the, uh, the hose wrapped around her waist. What was the... Um, when we were doing the Walter Wimbley stuff over at Chris's place, um, Joseph, you know, Walter Wimbley was like a fanatic uh, diehard Bruce Willis thing. And we start talking about, it's like a Christmas movie. And um, he had a, uh, he bought his daughter like a, a little, like a claymation Christmas book of Die Hard. So claymation? It was, yeah, it was like they made it like the, um, the old... Um, Specials like Rudolph specials, but with um, and it was a book? John McClane. Yeah, <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah. I'd love to see that. I'm gonna get uh, oh, yes, and, and it's all done. Thank you very much. More on this later. Help me understand your world, child. Help me understand your world. So, okay, so there was someone outside the window. What were they doing? What were they saying? What were they saying? You tell me a wonderful story. What was that story? I don't know. It was about someone outside the window. In the window. Yeah. What do they look like? What do they look like? What color was their hair? Hmm. Do you remember? Uh, he's, um, that one, he's, um, a purple streamer. Oh, a purple streamer? Yeah. So he did it, and we won, and then the the castle is falling down. And then we did it. Oh, okay, so the castle was falling down, is what you're saying. So, it has presents all 
the babies are back. All the babies are back? Yeah. Oh, or, that's good. Yeah. Or he's a munchie. He's, he's, he's so a munchie. full. He's full. He's so full in his cheeks, right? So full? Yeah. From eating a lot of food? Yeah. What kind of food? It's stinky. Oh, stinky food. Water. Oh, a lot of water. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, how? what else happens? And then all the parents are sick. Why are they sick? Because he's, and then I did it, so it's swinging by, so we saw a rat, a big rat. A big rat. How big was it? Huge. Whoa. What, how, can you show me how tall it was? Uh, no, a little smaller. Oh, tiny, a little small rat. Yeah, or and, a big one. Oh, or a big one, too. Where'd you see it? I see a tall, 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 tall. Oh, and yeah. then, blast! Oh, that's good, that's good, that's good. Who's your favorite band? Uh, favorite band, it means... Uh, oh, what's your favorite song, Greg? We saw a dragon. Dragon's gonna flap and blow, or blow, he caught him! Oh, yeah. Fire, right? Fire? Dragons with fire? No. He's it. Oh! So, what's your favorite... Oh! What? And then he... Yes. I said it's tight. Oh, really? And then what happens? Then what happens? What happens? It said dun 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 Okay, here is over that one. Okay. Okay. Sing it. Dance, man. Dancing time. Dancing time.